You're listening to the Gimme 5 Podcast. Best of 2020. This is episode 165, side A. How much best of 2020 is there really? This is going to be a very short episode. <laughs> In fact, it's over. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Broken mirror. podcast a semi-entertaining show very about very entertaining things so every year at the end of the year we do our year-end top five spectacular i believe it was the uh the something orgasm theme last year which i forgot that i did but anyway so we're going to give our picks for the best entertainment of the year uh we're splitting it up over two episodes this is side a we're going to be covering our top five books, albums, video games, TV, streaming, and a few little special ones for our longtime listeners. The top five Florida men moments and our top five favorite episode titles from the podcast. Hmm. My name is Lucifer, and I am joined by Famine. Hey there. And Pestilence. Great to be here. Welcome back, Pestilence. I mean, Jimmy. Welcome back, Jimmy. Thank you so much. Congratulations yet again. We did mention it the previous episode. Yeah, appreciate but, uh, it. Jimmy is married, and he is tired, unrelated to the marriage. There he is. The, the ring is on. He's been in a bounce house nonstop for a week and a half. Well, I mean, technically, isn't that kind of related to the marriage? Yeah, I guess so. Since he's been in the bounce house with relatives now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything on my body hurts. <laughs> Ooh, I, I understand. Good for I you, understand. Jimmy. So, well, since you know what, since everything hurts, why don't we have Jimmy talk about spoilers and why not to why not to get angry at us? Are we really yeah. spoiling anything this episode? Yeah, we might. I I mean, maybe if this we do, is a review show, and there will probably. Be spoilers, uh, maybe. Uh, so if you are talking about something you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, then use your own discretion. Nice. Well, let's just get started here. Let's do it. So it, as we do this, there's going to be a couple things. Uh, one, we actually have a guest picker for the top 20. Uh, Alec has sent in a list. Uh, he is also one of our patrons. So thank you, Alec. Thank you, Alec. Uh, I let him make a few picks. Also, not all of not all three of us have done all of the things. So, like, you know, I'm not going to do video games uh, for the right. Day, so, so my video game list will have one video game on it. Yeah, I won't it, do albums. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to pick, and and yes, it is a top five list thing, but we want to be honest here. So most of the stuff, or I'm assuming all of the stuff we've seen or heard or read, so not all of us are going to have five. Because we've been busy and all that. So, our first top five of 2020 is going to be top five books. 
Mm. Top five books. Top five books. I'll go first. Go first. I have none. Oh, none. I've read no books that came out in 2020. Uh, well, but books we usually include as books that you discovered in that year. They could all be. Uh, all right. Grady Hendrix. With this. Um, they could all be what? Grady Hendrix books. Three of them are Grady Hendrix books. So Horror Store. Uh, what else did I read? Southern Book Club. Southern Book Club. And. Uh, Black Cats and Leprechauns, or whatever it's called. And then I'm going to go with uh, the Dresden Files. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's going to be number two. And then number one is going to be The Reddening by the author of The Ritual, Adam mm. L.G. Neville. You guys have been talking about that a lot in our patron-only chat. It's fantastic. I am... It was weird, because I was going to actually split books, uh, you know, by... Uh, not autobiographical, but uh, nonfiction, fiction. But I kind of figured that Rob would cover the fiction and I'd cover the nonfiction and I added some other stuff in. But I'll go, uh, my number, I do have one honorable mention. I think this is the only one I'm going to do for this. Maybe not. Uh, the Three Jokers comic, that's why, because it's a comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get that same feeling you got when reading The Killing Joke, um, it is great. Is fantastic. Yeah. the three. So it's Three Jokers. It is a three, maybe four, four issues series i don't know but it's excellent uh it's now on in hardcover you can get it on amazon if you read comics back in the 80s and 90s get it and that's that number five peace talks by jim butcher number four the southern book club's guide to vampire hunting by grady hendrix uh, number three is a book i just read or listened to uh, I haven't talked to either of you guys about this because we'll, I was thinking about covering it at some point, but it is called Blitzed by Norman Oler. It is a it's a historical, it's a history book about basically how coked up and methed up all of the Nazis were oh. uh, in the 30s and 40s. And like when you start reading it, one of the in the foreword, they mention the just casually mention the fact that the guy that invented aspirin, then 10 days later, same dude also invented heroin. Uh, is that about the guy who um is that about hitler's personal uh they talk yes they talk about him a lot he would it is free on audible he would inject the shit out of him with like a cocktail of heroin and cocaine every morning yeah it's it's crazy and this guy like went into uh norman oler is yeah he's the author so it's very dry it's very german but he went actually into some of these old abandoned buildings that still had the paperwork of like who was getting what, Jeez. and it's and it's remarkably interesting. And the one of the other little interesting things, and I won't go on too much longer here, was that Germany makes most of the medicine today. Part of that is because after World War One, they had no way of getting. I'm going to say high, but I'm like energy. They had they owned no territories after World War One that had coffee or tea or any other way to naturally give themselves stimulation. No comment, Rob. So they had to invent <laughs> everything. So that's why, that's where Merck came from. That's where Pfizer came from. All these companies, uh, Bayer came from. It was ways of, you know, pepping you up. And it's, it's a really interesting book. 
Uh, number two, Battleground, Jim Butcher. Holy shit, what a good book. And yeah. this is real, that's technically 1A. But um, number one, Total Fucking Godhead, Corbin Reef, The Story of Chris Cornell. Great book. Maybe really appreciate Chris Cornell. Um, not everything, which is why it's a great book, because it's not doesn't just gush all over him. It shows his flaws. And that would be it. Total Fucking Godhead. Nice. Well, my list, I believe, is all books that I've talked about at one point or another on the podcast itself. And typically, I think at this this point last year when we talked about books, uh, Greg and I actually compared Audible stats. Mm-hmm. Um, and between you and your wife, you had like a couple of hours of listen time more than me or maybe a day of listen time more than me. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I consider myself a prolific audible listener. I, I do a lot of audible listening. Um, and I'd be interested to see what your stats were at this point, but my, my number five is going to be a book called the light of all that falls. It's the third book in a trilogy. And it was actually very well crafted. I really enjoyed how he wrapped it up. My number four is going to be the Brandon Sanderson novel, Rhythm of War, that was just released. I I enjoyed it. It was a slow start, but it turned out to be a great book and left you on a cliffhanger. I'm anxiously awaiting the, the next book in the Stormlight Archive. My number three and number two are going to be the first and second book in a series that I just discovered this year. The third book is due out on Audible in... February and I'm super excited about it because it it was I had a great stretch of like three or four books this year where where all of the books were just absolutely amazing. So my my two and three choices are going to be The Choice of Magic and Secrets and Spellcraft. And they're actually the first two books in this series. But my number one book that left me kind of shell shocked, it was absolutely amazing was Battleground. Jim Butcher outdid himself. That book was just start to finish. It was a roller coaster ride, and I loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. So good my, choices. Those are my top five. Excellent. But I, I want to correct myself real quick because I was kind of unprepared for that question. Uh, the Grady Hendrix book that I very very much enjoyed is Dead Leprechauns and Devil Cats: Strange Tales of the White Street Society. Dead leprechauns and what devil cats? Yep. Nice. If you are in the mood for some very fun short stories uh, that will make you laugh a whole lot, then definitely check that out. So great list, gentlemen. Yeah. Actually, Rob, I walked into a get this when I was on vacation slash honeymoon. I walked into a mm-hmm. books a million, <gasps> and they had up front the Brandon Sanderson novel in hardcover. Nice. Yeah, so very cool. Uh, very cool to see that uh, other people in bookstores are recommending that as well. Can't wait to read it. Yes. Uh, Alec also had one of these. Do it, so, Alec. Okay. Uh, this is one of the ones with uh, with uh, three. Because uh, number three, basically every other book he read either was released in other years. He didn't really know that rule. Um, or he's still working on them. He's currently reading the Obama book. Uh, number two, Made Men, which is the story of Goodfellas, which I need to add to my list. Uh, so number one gangster movie and three ring circus is number one about the show the kobe shack laker years mm-hmm. so it's uh 
Ah, more uh, more nonfiction. That's that's where I usually fall. We are gonna go right now. Did you did you happen to look up your audible stats? Robert, uh, you can you can only see them on here. I don't want to do. We'll do that later. <laughs> okay. He really wants to to one up you. Well, because I'm kind of competing against two people because him and his wife share the account. She hasn't used it in a little while though. Because mm. she found out you could get free books from the library. Mm. Hell yeah, Overdrive. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go on to music, other listening stuff. I've got music. I've got something in there that Jimmy introduced me to. Yeah. Ooh. So maybe I will go first. What? Yes, this is the other one that I actually had two honorable mentions, and there's a reason for it because they're both live albums. I've got a great honorable mention. Just go ahead, sir. Uh, I love the Metallica S and M albums. The the with the I know you hate them. I I I love them where they play with uh, the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. And just how some of it works, some of it doesn't. I like really like those. That's a honorable mention. And also, uh, Hammerfall released a live album in November. And I love those. I love power metal. I know it's cheesy. I know it's ridiculous. But there's something about a Swedish guy being like up there. And because everything he says is so quaint. And he's up there like, you know, y'all, you're going to get hammered with Hammerfall. And like, it's just ridiculous. And it just sounds so cute and adorable and he's saying all sorts of ridiculous stuff so the hammerfall live album totally worth it and it's really long but my actual albums number five the one jimmy introduced me to so below left behind oh it's so good really good uh not a major release you know it's something you have to download or find on what Bandcamp or wherever uh i don't remember was she from new zealand or australia she is from new zealand don't make from new zealand mistake. Yeah, she's awesome, and that was a great album to work to. Uh, number four, uh, it took me a long time to get into this. Run the Jewels, RTJ4. It, it is heavy rap. It is socially conscious. It is. It hits you like a machine gun. So that's it. Took me. I could never listen to the album straight through because it was like boom, but boom. Like the the pa- the rap pattern is so fast that it was hard to wrap my brain around. Yeah, but after I uh, listened to it, uh, yeah, you can. Uh, wrap my brain around. Yeah. They're just, yeah, it's like a machine gun. It's like getting punched. Yeah, and then I started picking up on it, and then I then I started to get my my head like around it. I looked at the, who the guest rappers were and the guest musicians. So it's like, oh, dude from uh, Rage Against the Machine. I'll listen to that song, and then it it kind of grew on me. Or, and you know that was that. Uh, number three, the Midnight Monsters, back on the list again. I'm not sure how many. I think they were off it last year. But the previous year they were on it. So the Midnight released Monsters. And it was great. Number two, this is crazy. Because a new Pearl Jam album came out this year. Carly Rae Jepsen. It didn't hit. Is what? You said, this is crazy. Yeah. Carly Rae There was a new Pearl Jam album that came out called Gigaton. And it didn't hit my number one. Mm-hmm. It's not because it was bad. It's just I liked something a little better. So Pearl Jam, Gigaton, number two. And number one was The Weeknd, After Hours. Uh... You had mentioned that Blinding Lights, you know, combined uh, R&B or hip hop and uh, more R&B and synthwave and did it great. Yeah. And the rest of the album is excellent. And it's probably I looked and it was actually the album I listened to the most this year. So the weekend after hours, my number one album of 2020. Hmm. Well done, sir. 
that brings me to my top five albums. Greg, I have an honorable mention. Guys, can you guess who my honorable mention is? Carly Rae Jepsen. I she actually did put an album out this year, but no, that is not it. My honorable mention this year with his first album at 85, 85 years old, is the Dalai Lama. Ooh. Is it very zen? Yes. It's called Airwolf. You can imagine. It's a collection of his favorite uh, meditations and prayers over a music bed. So check that out. 85 years young. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at you. Hopefully uh, he's going to pull a Christopher Lee and put an album out a, a metal album. If you've never heard Christopher Lee's heavy metal albums, I don't know what you're doing with your life. <laughs> Rest in peace. My number five is going to be the new album by The Killers, Imploding the Mirage. My number four is Left Behind by So Below. Ooh. Number three, back on my list, is The Midnight with their Amazon-exclusive album, Horror Show. I like that one as well. Mm. Number two is Spirit World Field Guide by Aesop Rock. Very good friend of LP from Run the Jewels. A former label mate. And my number one album of 2020 should be no surprise to anyone that is owned by the Deftones. Oh, yeah. Not a surprise whatsoever. Not at all. Other than the fact that I forgot that it came out this year because of the all the crosses stuff. Uh, we got a we got a list from Alec as well on this one. Ooh. Boom. Ooh, and it's an interesting list. Uh, top five albums. Number five, Brian Fallon, Local Honey. Don't know that one. Number four, Pearl Jam, Gigaton. Like that guy. Good guy. Number three, Run the Jewels, RT4. Beautiful. Number two, War on Drugs, Live Drugs. Didn't know that came out either. And number one, Bruce Springsteen, Letter to You. When I uh, yeah, when I ran into him and uh, well, didn't run into him. I met up with him to a microphone exchange. Uh, we he was wearing a Bruce Springsteen shirt, if I remember correctly. Ooh. And nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was just a long shirt. Long something. So, um, let us move on to video games. I'm hoping you guys have something because I really I don't remember. Well, yeah, I pretty much played uh, Oculus stuff and uh, Spider-Man all year. So go ahead. I have one video game on my list. One is better than none. What you got? Amnesia Rebirth. Nice. Yep. That's it. All right. Well, I, I don't think Greg has any. Do you, Greg? I did. I opted out yeah. of this one. Yeah, I I did manage to get five on the list. These are five that I have played. Uh, my number one is my least played. I do, however, own a copy of it, and I will be progressing through it. And I'll probably let you guys know a little bit a little bit later. And I may do another review, or I may actually halt the play until I can get the system on which it should be played on. Ah. 
But my number five is going to be an ode to the to the side scroller beat 'em up games that we used to play as a kid. A la Double Dragon, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that's going to be the Cobra Kai release. Cool. Mm-hmm. I have enjoyed that game. My number four is going to be a fun party game, if as long as you don't mind losing a lot and just reloading and going back and starting again. And that's going to be Fall Guys. Frustrating ass game. <laughs> but you know, once you realize that you're just gonna lose, it's not bad. You get a group of friends together and you can play it. It's fun. Number three is going to be the Final Fantasy VII Remake, even though I'm I'm displeased with the fact that they were releasing it in installments. My number two is going to be a game that I played with a couple of friends for quite a while. We kind of ran out of, of new stuff, but they have since released new download character, and I believe they have plans to release more stuff. Ooh, can I guess? That's going to be the Marvel's Avengers. Oh. Marvel's Avengers. But my number one game, it is very pretty, is going to be Spider-Man Miles Morales. You know what would make it prettier, Rob? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Because I still do not have a PS5. Screw the scalpers. I'm not paying two grand for it. You only spend two grand on... High class escorts. That's it. My favorite polo shirt prostitute. Yep. Me. That's right. Call back to a previous episode. Well, you turn off the video game machine and you get television. I still split up TV and streaming. I did not. Yeah, because, you guys didn't. You guys because didn't for the it. pandemic, it was all pretty much just streaming. There yeah, was not a whole lot of new content on TV. Yeah. Once they I, shut everything down. Yeah, I did, but I don't have very much for TV. Cool. So who wants to go first with our top five television shows of 2020? Um, and then we'll do we'll do streaming afterwards for those for, for you if you separate. Yeah, them. I separated. You didn't separate them. Um, so my top TV of 2020 is uh, number two, The Last Dance. Okay. Because it did come on ESPN first. And then my number one is going to be What We Do in the Shadows Season 2. Nice. That's all I got. And for mine, uh, starting off, number five, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which we talked about on the show. That was the uh, the HBO series with the um, uh, the hunt for the Golden State Killer. All right. So that's number my... four. What? I said, so that's my number three. There, there you go. Uh, number four was the Parks and Recreation, uh, the COVID charity episode that they did. It was, you know, they brought everyone back together and it was endearing. It was great to see the characters back and it worked very well. And you didn't think it would work because, uh, here's a spoiler, Parks and Recreation did in fact end with a flash forward and then it kind of continued from that flash forward. So it wasn't just like a single episode of that. Um, so that was number four. Uh, number three, What We Do in the Shadows Season 2. Number two, The Last Dance. Michael Jordan on ESPN, of course. So good. And number one, Better Call Saul. Had a great epi- great season this year. It had had some episodes that you kind of forgot to breathe because you were a little concerned for his safety, even though he was just a sleazy lawyer. And I think, well, agreeing with me, uh, Alec had Better Call Saul, 
was a favorite, was his favorite of the year, but he didn't watch much other television this year. He watched The Last Dance. He has that under streaming, so maybe he watched it right. on yeah. streaming. Yeah, so I know he he loved that. Yep. Rob? I did not have and TV shows. Well, I was going to tell you to start talking about streaming. Oh, okay. Well, streaming was one of the big things that helped me get through 2020. Um, so I had quite a few quite a few listings under streaming, so I will have a couple of of honorable mentions. One of which I discovered very recently, but I absolutely am fascinated by the show. And that's Forged in Fire. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> it will kill. It will kill. It will gut. That show is a lot of fun to watch. And I mean, it's just dudes making shit out of metal. And you know they they take this this bar of metal or they harvest something from like a snowmobile yeah. or they harvest something from like a tractor or it, it's and they just put them through these these riggers and the guys come up with with serviceable weapons. Well, sometimes sometimes they break. Yeah, but the the show is just fascinating, yeah. and I, I and I I still really want to get like the three of us together once everything opens up and go do like some kind of blacksmithing class somewhere if we can find one. That would be I, awesome. I just want to throw axes. We can do that too. All right, Robin. Uh, Robin and I will make them, and then you can throw them. There you okay. go. That works. Yeah. So I did have another. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. One more honorable mention, and that's going to be the boys. I discovered that this year. I watched both seasons. I binged watched them, and. Very, very entertaining, and I'm curious to see where they're going to go with it now that they've kind of dispatched the big villain. Well, I guess there's still technically a big villain. He's kind of insane, but we'll see. But my number five has got to be the biggest train wreck I've ever watched. Ah. I can I cannot believe that this is real life. But my number 5 is going to be Tiger King. And that is a show oh, that were it not for the pandemic, I do not believe would have gotten near as much exposure as what it did. Mm-hmm. But sweet Jesus, you turned it on and you you just had to watch it. It it, it wasn't it wasn't like, "Ah, this is stupid. I don't want to watch this." You're like, "Oh my god. This is real." This really happened. This is stupid. And I can't stop watching it. (laughs) So Tiger King is my number five. My number four is going to be the Umbrella Academy. Second season was released. Yep. My number three is going to be a new show that I'm also very much looking forward to the second season. And it's going to be an Amazon Prime series, and that's Upload. Upload was a super fun watch. Very cute, very well acted. It's a great story, and it's kind of Matrixy, but not not quite not without all the sci fi action stuff. But Upload is a is a really fun show. My number two is going to be The Haunting of Bly Manor. Not quite as good as The Haunting of Hill House. Not quite as spooky as The Haunting of Hill House. 
but still still a very good show worth watching. But my number one, and I think everybody knows what my number one is going to be. And it has to be The Mandalorian. Mandalorian number one. Excellent. Go ahead and go with my what? top five. What do you guys got? I've got two honorable mentions. Honorable mention number one is going to be the docu-series, documentary High Score. I thoroughly mm. enjoyed that. Uh, my other honorable mention is going to be The Great British Bake Off. Mm. Came back this year. Just <laughs> fucking tears. I mean, it's it's very well done, and uh, Noel Fielding is absolutely hilarious. So. And I, I did get hooked on a show similar to that that didn't make my list, but it was nailed it. Oh, okay. Awesome. I've heard about that. My number five is going to be Truth Seekers. Hmm. Number yep. four is The Boys, season two. Number three, Haunting of Bly Manor. Number two, Tiger King. <laughs> and you can get fucking train wreck, dude. Man, that happened. <laughs> That came, that premiered like right after I found out that I was furloughed. Mm-hmm. So it was, oh my God, I'm furloughed. What am I going to, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to raise tigers. I'm gonna watch and then he watched it. He's like, no, I'm not going to watch Tiger King. And it completely took me to a different planet because that shit was filmed on a different planet. And absolutely <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we'll see if he gets a pardon here in the next three days. He doesn't deserve it. Anyway, number one is Mandalorian. Excellent. Because, I, I mean, that's so fucking awesome. One of the best crafted shows that I've seen in a long time. In- incredible. I mean, it, it, I need to bring in just every amazing director that's out right now and, and some that aren't and tell a cohesive story that just really kind of reinstalls faith in in you know the star wars universe yeah where star wars can go dude and and the humble beginnings of one john favreau gutter from pcu make Mm -hmm. me laugh every time so forgot that he forgot that he directed elf he's a he's a renaissance man awesome Mm -hmm. that's my five mine the top five streaming for me, uh, number six, is, or number six, or technically my honorable mention, is going to be Upload. Uh, that was actually number five, and that I remembered Haunting of Bly Manor existed, so it got bumped out. Haunting of Bly Manor is my number five. Uh, two of these on here I just watched. This is one of those. Uh, Mythic Quest. Uh, it's on It's on Apple TV. It is... It's one of those nasty cartoons. No, it's uh, the story of a MMO game. It's done by the people that do Always Sunny, and it's great. It's like you know, like the the crazy creative guy that starts this video game, and you know, it's all video game politics, but you know, or video game inter office politics. But it's great. It's so good, um, and it's really funny, and it's not. And the people that made the show know what they're talking about. Um. Number three, uh, The Mandalorian actually fell to number three for me. Really? Doesn't mean it's not good. It just means 
Uh, you shut your mouth. It had some excellent episodes. I would think the thing that knocked it a little bit was um, early in the season, there was a few go here and do this. Oh, something is wrong type thing that they they done on a lot of them, you know, going to a planet. Yeah, I'll do this for you, but you have to do this for me kind of thing. It got into a little bit of a pattern, but then it got to the the juicy parts and blew my mind from that point on. Get to uh, the juicy parts. Yes. Number two, Queen's Gambit. I just watched that. It was really good. I everyone was talking about it. It was a chess story, and I'm like I don't fair know enough. This I, I didn't. One I forgot to include. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, it took me a long time to watch it because I just literally didn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not a big on chess. I was a little scared it was going to be a little too preachy, which it, which it was not. Um, but as I watched it, I wanted, and I was watching this with my wife, so it was kind of like one watch one episode a night, and I. It was one of those when she fell asleep. I was like, maybe I'll just keep going. <laughs> I I was disappointed after I watched it to find out that she was not a real person. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted her to be a real person and have that be a true story. Yeah. And it and, was not. And the actress, uh, Giant Eyes. Yes. Anya Taylor-Joy. She's going yeah. to be... Uh... Furiosa in the upcoming uh, Mad Max prequel. And you you know, it took me a while to figure out where I knew her from. She was she was uh, Magica in the New Mutants, I believe. Yep. Yep. Oh, I didn't realize that. I'm, I just said that and I had my microphone mute, muted because there was a puppy getting yelled at in the background. Ah. And my number one, this was just feel good show of the year. It made me happy. Uh, Ted Lasso, I talked about a couple episodes ago, American college football coach goes overseas to coach a soccer team. I actually talked about this with my parents' friends from England, and he was saying that like that, that show is a huge hit over there. Really? So even if it didn't do well here, uh, it would have still probably gotten you know season two because it was such a big hit over there. Because And he said that it's crazy that this American show nailed it with uh it's like it is a little bit like it's like major league but with a british sensibility and not mean-spirited it's just a it's a great show and i you know it was it just it brought me to another world where everyone was pleasant for the most part except for the soccer hooligans so that was our top five streaming Mm. now this one uh jimmy did you get a chance to do this we added this um Jimmy, having been beaten up badly in a bounce house, uh, did drift off to sleep while we were getting ready to record this. I did, and hold, let me let me kick back again because the the book one was was very rushed because I didn't even think of, um, I hadn't even written one. But you said something about adventure questing, and uh, I'm I'm gonna have adventure to throw on my my number one on there. I'm gonna have to just kick off one of the great Hingris books. Is uh, Mark of the Witchworm by Steve? Oh shit! I didn't even put that on there. Yeah. What a great goddamn book, bastard! Uh, yeah, I bought a hard. I bought a hardcover copy of that one. Actually, I did too. And I bought a hardcover copy of another book that should have been an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Wasn't wasn't Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting the third book released this year? No, it was. Or was that last year? That was last year. the The TV show was the streaming show. The movie. The movie. Okay. There you go. So here we go. We while we were kind of chilling out, 
we de- we decided that some of our episode titles were too hilarious to ignore. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, me. Yes. We're going to do the top five episode titles. of, And thank you, Rob, for just randomly saying crap that ends up as a title. <laughs> yep, that's true. Uh, top five episode titles of the Gibby Five podcast 2020. It's for the, the fans, friends, friends of the show. Fans, it's weird to say. So who wants to do, uh, who wants to go with their top five episodes titles of 2020? Did you have a chance to do it, Jimmy? Yeah, I did. You okay. go, Greg. Okay. Number five. It's actually a straight quote from a movie, but the nipples of Mother Hope have run dry. That is episode 133. Number four. Hey, you've got a lovely anus. <laughs> Which is the reason we actually did this whole thing. Uh, that's episode 122, early in this year, where we covered uh, three, three Amigos. So I don't remember what that was in reference to, but I have to go back and listen. Number three. Very short and sweet, episode 144, Shark Week. <laughs> it's S-H-A-R-T week. Uh, number 160, this is both an excellent title for an episode and an excellent title for the year 2020, a depressing slog to an inevitable end. That was Rob's... Uh, yeah. That was Rob's critique of, what was it? Was it the Tom Holland movie? Yeah, the... Um... Shit, the devil in all things or whatever. Devil all the time. Yeah, devil devil all the time. That's it. Yeah. Depressing slog to inevitable end. And number one, which actually makes me laugh every time I see it on my feed. 121, the Citizen Kane of dinosaur possession films. (laughs) About Velocipaster. Yes. Yes. Do you want to go next, Jimmy? Yeah, I'll go ahead and go next. All right. My number five is going to be, hey, you've got a lovely anus. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Number four is sleeping through the climax. Yep. Number three, the nipples of Mother Hope have run dry. <laughs> number two is one that you guys did, and it made me just, uh, I, I was in hysterics Why? when the title popped up on my computer and that's, um, or my phone that is Hermie, the power bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Special thanks to one of your former, former coworkers, Jimmy. Oh yeah. Who's that? You know who (laughs) he was the one that sent that term to me or a joke to me. Uh, Oh, wow. Uh, (laughs) Number one is a depressing slog to an inevitable Excellent. I I have to put in a couple of honorable mentions because I loved a bunch of these. But my my honorable mentions are going to be that's not mayonnaise. Thanks. Thank you. And clapping your a-hole. Do you remember what that was in reference to, Jimmy? We could not remember it. I do not. I need to go back and listen to it. But I I don't think it was... I don't think it was actually asshole. I think we were talking about something else and it was like an a-hole and a b-hole and somebody <laughs> somebody said clap it or something and it came up as clapping your a-hole. Yeah, I was trying to be serious. And then and then <laughs> uh, was it in reference to the the clapping we do when we make a mistake? Is that what it is? I, I'm not sure. 
don't know. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that one. Got to clap your a-hole. <laughs> so those are my honorable mentions. At number five, <laughs> I've got, hey, you've got a lovely anus. At number four, I've got, y'all need to download some Jesus. At number three, I've got the polo shirt prostitute. Thank you. Wearing a polo shirt right now, actually. Even more amusing because the story didn't actually make it onto the episode, but we referenced it a couple of times for some reason. (laughs) So y'all didn't actually get to hear the story, but you heard us reference it on the episode, and it actually became the title of the episode. At number two, I've got... The Citizen Kane of Dinosaur Possession Films, the talk about Velocipaster. And my number one is the the movie that I absolutely hated, and it truly was a depressing slog to an inevitable end. There you go. Excellent. So that was that. I don't have one for this last one for the oh, Side A good. episode. Top five Florida Man stories of the year. I bowed out because I had been busy doing research on other things and I couldn't get into the episodes to remember everyone. So have at it, Florida men. Okay. Do you have them, Jimmy? I do. Yep. So I'll go ahead and start. Um, And let's see. Some are headlines. Some are just the stories themselves. Um, One of them I don't think we covered. Uh, maybe you guys did when I was out, but number five. I think I have one that we didn't talk about. Leopard Mall's man who paid $150 for full contact experience at a backyard zoo. Yep. Uh, number four was, uh, I mean, maybe the first Florida man story of 2020. The Florida man in Panama City crashed his car into a bar so he could steal a Dr. Pepper. We <laughs> definitely that did cover that. We talked about that one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this one is the one I'm not sure we covered. It says, cops called over, quote, woman screaming for help. Turns out it was Florida man's pet parrot. Yep. We did not cover that one because I found that one too. I was like, how did we not talk about this? Turns out the Florida man's pet parrot was shouting, let me out, let me out, oh, oh, oh. Um, when neighbors called. <laughs> and and uh, my question is, is the cops showed up and everybody had a laugh about it, but nobody like did any investigating as to where the parrot actually heard that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, right. There's going to be a story about, uh, um, about somebody trapped in someone's, you know, basement for 30 years. Yeah. Uh, Number two is going to be Florida woman arrested for test driving toy at adult superstore without paying. I was uh, staying right down the street from that place uh, just yesterday, actually, at a hotel there. And that was at the Lion's Den in Fort Pierce. Number one, my favorite, kind of wish I was this guy, Mr. Richard McGuire, free Richard McGuire. Hashtag free Richard McGuire. He was banned from Walt Disney World property after he was found camping on Disney's Discovery Island saying he thought it was a tropical paradise. At the very start of the pandemic, 
Um, Disney was closed at the time. So he got it. He was there for like a week. And uh, something I may attempt to do in the near future. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. Nice. Yeah. I was legitimately surprised that wasn't a story about Kerwin. When I, when I saw Florida man camping on Disney property, I was like, yeah, is it Kerwin? Yeah. Okay, Rob. Well, the actual got, Florida man, by the way. I've got my top five. I do have an honorable mention simply because my number one didn't actually happen in 2020, but it was reported in 2020. And it actually was our very first Florida man story of the year. Because I remember doing the episode. What you got? So my, my honorable mention is going to be the Easter egg porn story. You guys remember that one? Yes. Yes, I do. The lady who dropped off Easter tiny plastic Easter eggs on Easter, or I think it was on Easter, but in everybody's mailbox, and it had pornography in it. Four hundred eggs placed; they all had pornography. And she wanted people to come to Jesus or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's my honorable mention. My number five is going to be. The leopard mauls a man who paid $150 for a quote-unquote full contact experience at Backyard Zoo. Yes, he went to somebody's backyard, paid for a full contact experience, and that is what he got. That leopard mauled the shit out of him. Yeah, did. Good job, guy. Like, come play, come play football with a leopard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great idea. My number four... My number four is going to be burglary suspect, 39, dressed only in his underwear, strikes Florida Sheriff's deputy across the face with a Bible while screaming, I condemn you. There is so much in that title that just makes me smile. The deputy may have been possessed. And they just didn't release (laughs) that. And he was right. (laughs) I condemn you. Smack. What if all the crazy people in Florida are actually right? They're seeing that we're not seeing the real Florida. They are. Yeah. Yeah. My number three is going to be cops called over woman screaming for help. Turns out it was Florida man's pet parrot. And we just talked about that. Yeah, I can't out. believe we missed that story because that is gold. Let me out. Let me out. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Like like the person had been hit on the head and they were moaning, oh, 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 let me out, let me out. <laughs> I want to know where the hell the parrot heard that so that it knew to repeat it. That's what I want to know. somebody in a secret room or somebody who's a really big fan. Of- they should have done a search of that guy's premises. Someone's a really big fan of what, Jimmy? Some weird shit. Oh, like watching fucking Silence of the Lambs over and over again or something. Leaving it on repeat for their parrot. (laughs) Just to see what the parrot picks up on. Walks in, the cops are like, oh, it's just a parrot. And the parrot's like, it puts the lotion in the basket. (laughs) There you go. My number two 
is actually a feel-good story that we were like, damn. Florida man saves his dog from alligator's jaws. The rescue was caught on camera. Alligator grabbed his dog and he said, oh, hell no. Not today. Jumped into water, grabbed the alligator, and freed his dog. Yeah, and then you, you put that story up and all like the real Floridians are like, that was only a three-foot gator. Yeah, it's a, just a baby. Rob said that. <laughs> I yeah. said that. But still, it's impressive. My number one story, though. Still my favorite story of the year. Like I said, it happened at the end of 2019. But we did cover it as our first Florida Man story of 2020. And that was naked Florida man, high on meth, covered in mud, making chicken noises, attacks deputy, gets tased twice, and bites canine on the ear. <laughs> there is there is so much in that title Wonder. that you're like, holy shit. <laughs> this guy, wow. Just, yep. just wow. That's two uh, tax deputy stories in your top five, Rob. Uh, do you, I, well, you, you know, tell me anything? <laughs> I mean, I, I know your brother. Do you have any the, unresolved feelings? The, the thing about that story that really made me laugh when I read the story was that after they tased him, he escaped into the woods and set up a trap to lie in wait for when they sent in the dog. And they sent in the dog and he pounced on this thing like a spider monkey, put it in a headlock and bit its ear. Poor I'm dog. like, holy shit. What the hell? And then they finally subdued him and they were taking him back. As they were taking him back, he like spit on the deputies and shit. I was like, oh my God, dude. So Just that so much. Takes us out of the first part of our best of 2020 episode. Uh, I'd like to thank the patrons for being a part of the show this year, both in the chat room and adding lit to lists and giving us ideas of stuff to watch and do and all that stuff. Uh, you guys out there can be patrons too. It helps the show keep going uh, $5 a month and you get a bunch of perks. You get to be part of the chat room. You get to know about what movies we're watching beforehand. You get to know about, the uh, what the lists are going to be before and and you get to donate your own lists. Uh, so special thanks to all of you guys, as well as Alec, who got to donate lists as part of being a patron of what is it? I always forget the name of it because I patron don't have of unusual size. Yes. Thank you. A patron of unusual size. So thank you very much, Alec and everyone else. Uh, in a couple days, our side B episode, which will cover things like kids movies and movies and the worst movies were reviewed of the year. It'll cover a lot of that stuff. That will be out in a few days from now. So thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Good morning. Good afternoon. And stick around for part two. <laughs>